0: And welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Going for Two, presented by our friends at Homefield Apparel. It is good to be back, everyone. I am Matt Brown. I'm the publisher of the Extra Points newsletter. That's part of the D1 Ticker family. I'm joined here by my colleague, Brian Fisher. Uh, it's, it's, it's lovely to see you, Brian. It's good to be back.
1: Well, I'm, I'm sure it's lovely to see me because you're you're nice and toasty there in in, in your your home office. but but i I, I gotta admit, I, I know it's Thanksgiving this week. We're, we're only taping one episode ahead of the holiday, but but you, sir, you, you might be the Grinch that that stole Christmas for for a lot of folks this week.
0: I am we were joking about this off air. I've definitely been removed from some Christmas card lists and I, I want to make this very clear. I am not the person that came, that postponed EA sports college football. I am merely the person who got the email, made the phone calls, confirmed the news, and shared it. If it was up to me, we'd be playing it right now. Um, although be, the game would't be very good <laughs> if, if, if that was the case. Why don't, why don't we just go ahead and jump right into that Because that seems to be the only thing anybody wants to talk about right now. Um, if you uh, by somehow have listened to this show and read this newsletter and are unaware, um, on Tuesday morning, EA Sports in an interview with ESPN confirmed that the next uh, the, the the reiteration of the college football video game project EA Sports College Football is now going to be released in the summer of 2024. Um, I had previously reported along with the athletic and 247 and other legitimate news outlets had reported that EA was planning on releasing that game next summer in 2023. Uh, I saw that the uh, head of EA, I believe, in that interview with ESPN said, listen, you you was pushing back real hard. So you can't call this a delay because we never said the game was coming out in 2023. That was based on rumor and conjecture. Well, I want to be a serious professional. So I'm not going to I'm going to use professional language. And I would merely say as the person that I believe first reported that news and shared it. I wasn't making it up, man. Like all, all of those, all every date that you saw was something that I had a written receipt from when EA's communication to CLC, CLC to member institutions, and what was verified by uh, people that had direct conversations with EA Sports. So don't blame me. Don't say that this was the message board people are running amok or anything here, right? Like this, I, everything that I said, I've got a PDF for on the computer. And if EA, you know, insinuates that I don't have integrity again, I will share all those receipts. Just that they have postponed the game. Um, and I imagine, Brian, you'd probably like to know, maybe our listeners would like to know why, Right.
1: I think once they get over the initial disappointment know, of, of having to wait another year, which, let's face it, you know, I, I think there's just so much pent up like hope uh, over this this one single video game. I, I think that's why that the news kind of hit a little bit harder, knowing that you'd just be that much further removed from actually being back uh, playing a game, especially for those of us that, that actually used to play this game yeah. for hours and hours upon end.
0: There's 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 definitely a, a particular generation of people, sports writers, in their early thirties to to, to early forties that I think are especially broken up about this because this was how we spent our high school and college years. Um, There's a couple of reasons for this. And this reporting is coming from the information I gleaned from the communication sent to uh, member institutions from the, for whatever reason, spiked EA statement that they shared with those schools. And what I've heard from uh, people directly familiar with the project. There's a couple of reasons for this delay. The single most important, although I realize this runs counter to the conventional internet speculation right now, the single most important is games not ready. It's not about NIL licensing. It's not about Notre Dame licensing. It's about games not ready. And I can tell you there's a couple of reasons why the game wouldn't be ready, right? One is not to veer too far away from college sports news and into and, and gamer news. A lot of AAA video game titles over the last year and a half to two years have been postponed throughout their development cycle. COVID made making video games really hard. Just like it made building lots of things really hard, you had a shortage of talent. You had a shortage of uh, project managers. You had people that weren't able to work the, the, the same number of hours that they normally would. Uh, you weren't having people centralized in offices for the beginning architecture process of this. Uh, and that overlapped with part of, of the development of this game, uh, just like a lot of other games have, have seen production delays because of that. You also have production delays with the hardware. There's a good chance that even if you want a PlayStation 5 right now, you might not have one. Um, I did some things I wasn't proud of to go get a PlayStation 5 early in the in the nothing illegal, um, you know, to to, to go get one. And and you still really can't walk into a, a Target or a Best Buy and go grab one. And that's what this game's gonna be on, right? So the, waiting out those that a little bit increases the the potential demand uh and or market for the game. Um the other thing, and I've said this several times, and it's not sinking into the internet. So let me say it one more time here. And every time I do an interview about this for the next month, I'm going to say this. The game is not a Madden reskin. And fundamentally, it really can't be a Madden reskin. If it was, the, the people at EA have told me the game would be out by now. If the only thing we needed to do was slap an Ohio State in a Penn State helmet on Madden game and, and throw in some slapdash recruiting functionality in franchise mode, this game would exist and the reason they can't do that is twofold one the literal game of football of the nfl and college is different the playbooks are different you're going to need different animations you're going to need uh, on, on some level uh, d- different physics and you and you can't like rpos are not used the same way in the nfl as they are in college the option-based offense is different in, in college than it is in the nfl um the 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 scheme of potential football plays not the same. You can't just port one over the other, even if you're using the similar engine. Um, the also the other thing is it's been impressed upon me very clearly that they really want to get this first game right from a gameplay perspective, because you can't tear down a sports video game to the studs and re-release it every year. Like this is the worst kept secret in the industry. I have NBA 2K on like on my PlayStation in the other room, and I, I will probably play it this evening. That has some changes to last year's release. It's not a completely fundamentally different game because you can't redo that every six months. Video games are too, too complicated and too expensive. So you have to make sure the base version of the game is as structurally sound as you possibly can to support innovations and everything moving forward. It ruins the business otherwise. And that is going, that is taking more time than they thought. Is there an NIL licensure component issue to this? Yeah, that that is an issue. Uh, we've we've talked about it here before getting player likenesses is an absolute enormous pain in the ass right now. There's just, there's no other polite way of of saying it because there's no union and there's so many third parties you have to navigate to secure this many people, but they could have gotten that done in time and made the 2023 deadline. Like that's just one of the factors that the, the unpopular, unfulfilling, frustrating truth is game's not ready yet. And it, it, it takes more time to get, the the animations and the physics and the fundamental structure of this game ready to go.
1: Yeah, and you, you got to think, remember, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you got to remember that EA Sports is, they, they still got to put out another Madden next year, you know, like the continued video game development of, of a lot of their other franchises is still going on. They have to kind of create all this uh, kind of from scratch almost. Yes, you can reuse some some things, but it is a completely yeah. new video game. So you, you got to remember that. And, you know, you're, to your point about the hardware, you know, I, I think that is a, another thing that is uh, kind of left unsaid with, with all this is that Maybe we're we're getting to the end of some of those supply chain issues uh, with with Xbox. I, I heard Phil Schiller, who runs the Xbox for Microsoft, you know, saying that maybe by next early next year that that will not be the case. But if if you're EA Sports and you, you want to play these on on Xbox X and and on PS Five, you, you want to make sure that th- that market is is fully addressed yeah. and and everybody has their consoles so they can go out and, and buy these games. And um, you know, I, I'm sure everybody's going to point to nil and, and they continue to do so when I, when I see them on, on social media. And uh, I do th- I do think that's funny because that's probably going to be the one of the last components uh, you know, that, that are really going to be put in place because you know what they, they could have always you know put put in generic rosters like the, that is not something that would have prevented this game from being released to be a sport to CLC do, do all these schools want you know, athletes to kind of take advantage and, and be able to go out there and buy a video game with their actual likeness and get some money from that yeah. absolutely. But, you know, that, that component, you know, is, is kind of one of those things that uh, is going to have to come behind actually getting that video game out. And so it, it, it's a disappointing delay. But I, I think it's when you kind of drill down into the details as you just did, it, it's at least understandable.
0: Um, it is. It is. Uh, I get it. So the other thing that I can add that is different from the ESPN stories, uh, This is this is a small detail, but. In the ESPN story, they're like, well, we can't actually confirm who who the announcers are. Like the the press release says recognizable commentators They wouldn't divulge any names. And uh, I've talked to ESPN PR and said, hey, I'm hearing these names. Can you confirm those? They said, "Uh, we don't really have any comment right now. We appreciate your asking. Well, one of the benefits of sending my ass all the way to Montana where it's negative six below and it's the surface of Hoth. is I get a chance to talk to people on the game day set. So I just ask, hey, David Pollock, are you going to be in the game next year? And he goes, yeah. You know, and walks off and I ask Reese Davis, like, hey, are you going to be in the game? And Reese being the consummate professional, you know, smiles and goes, well, you know, I uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to answer that exactly. But I, I did just tell you that I used to play this video game. And uh, boy, I'm, I'm sure going to be really busy next Monday. Right. And so, yes, Reese is going to be in the game. I've had multiple people tell me that Herb Street is going to be in the game. Uh, I can't specifically confirm Fowler or not because he wasn't there. I didn't, get, I didn't get to talk to him like that seems to be a reasonable assumption. But I'm not saying that's confirmed because I, I don't know exactly yet. But those three people have said, yes, we are going to be recording voice stuff for the game. And I would imagine other ESPN personalities will be a part of it. And it stinks that it's not going to be next summer, but the summer after. But that's what they told me. Um, and and I, I I know that they've been recording some of that audio stuff there for a while because you can't use any of the stuff from 2014. Like this, this is, this is a, I understand what, why consumers think this. And I, I'm learning a little bit about the video game media and video game journalism, I think, because that's not the world I typically live in. Um, you can't just re release NCAA 14. You can't do that for legal reasons because that game got you sued to begin with and you still have not paid people. Or you're, 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 You don't, you don't want to attract that kind of attention again. And also, um, that was two video game consoles ago. You have like that. That you can't just like you know copy and paste like NCAA fourteen codezip and and stick it in your computer and bloop bloop bloop. Now now it works. Um, I would think that because I'm an idiot, uh, but then people have explained to me who actually work in this process. Like no, like it's the it's 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 not apples to orange, it's not apples to apples. And you 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 can't use the audio. You can't use the uh, the stadium files. You can't use the image assets you had before. You got to completely restart. Stinks that it's taken this long, but. That's where we are right now.
1: And and you know my hope is at least with this kind of pause in development or at least the extended timeline for development that not just the 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 console game itself will, will be good but you know we're already seeing you know in, in the video game industry the the ability to kind of stream and play anywhere um yeah. you know, hopefully the mobile games the the PC games really being able to play NCAA football wherever we're at maybe at a, at a tailgate before going into an actual football game um that 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 aspect gets nailed down and, and that that'll make it a a little bit more fun uh, when the thing rolls around and you also got to keep in mind that. Uh, you know, it could coincide kind of nicely with an expanded college football playoff. Everything kind of coming together right there in 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 twenty twenty four. A lot of yeah. NCAA changes likely to take into effect in twenty twenty four. So maybe that that's just kind of the big year uh, that uh, a lot of college athletics fans are going to have to get used to.
0: That is a that's a good point. To, to whatever college football looks like in the proverbial future, twenty twenty four seems like a, a a year where that's going to be. You know a new modern era of this sport not just with the playoff but potentially further professionalization of athletes it's gonna be far enough past the transformation committee where we can get a, a legitimate idea for what that means and who's up and who's down and everything sucks so for consumers the my, my hope you're right is that this becomes the best game it could possibly be across multiple platforms whether that's console um whether that's mobile that that wasn't really a thing for previous versions of this game um whether that is that whether i don't know if there's like a web app component to it or anything or if 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 there's what kind of customization options are going to be available i don't know i would like it to be the best that it possibly can be i think the last thing that i'll say is i fundamentally understand why the impulse on the internet is just to immediately think that ea sucks and that they're incapable of producing anything good I have you know. I bought the new Mass Effect game, which sucks, and like I pre-ordered it. Right, I spent sixty five bucks on it. I remember being that how, how disappointed. And I, I don't play a ton of non sports games, but I know enough about like the consumer frustrations with this company and everything. So I I can't promise it's going to be good, guys. I haven't played it. No one's let me play test there, or, or I'm not in the game. I haven't done any of that stuff yet. I, I do just feel confident knowing what I what I've learned about video game development is that it's not just going to be a slapdash reskin. If it's, something, if it's bad, it's going to be bad on its own merits. And if it's good, it's going to be good for reasons it's fundamentally different from Madden. And uh, I will tell you that as long as I'm doing extra points, because, man, not, I'm not saying I'm quitting, but, like, who knows what we're doing in two years, man? Like, who knows? Um, as long as I'm doing this, I will do my very best to, to get additional information that I feel really confident about, that I can verify, that has receipts. To let you know about, about how this game's development impacts you, the consumer, and the, and the players, and the the third parties in the schools, all of those things. I will continue to do that. I can't promise I'll be first every time because I'm just one dude who didn't go to journalism school, but I will continue to do my very best.
1: Well, if, and, and if you want to continue to, to keep Matt uh, afloat in terms of uh, going after and pursuing a lot of these EA Sports uh, video game scoops, the best way to do that, of course, is to subscribe to Extra Point
0: that that is true and listen we're recording this here on tuesday this whole week black friday sale even though it's not friday go on extra points you could get a annual subscription for 25% off so that's like it's like 54 bucks it normally retails at 75 i'm going to tell you guys a little secret it's a, there's a pretty decent chance we're going to raise the price in 2023 for, for some of these things so like now would be a good time to get into it get every single newsletter i've been telling people like i feel bad constantly begging for those subscriptions and we do make money in a couple of other ways. But so like a part of why, that's part of why I think it's important to be really transparent about what exactly that money goes for. Right. Some of that money literally, you know, goes to my salary. Um, it's it, it, which, you know, pays for Lunchables and clothes for my kids and, and, you know, my own gas and all that kind of stuff. Right. It also goes to things that make the produce, that produce journalism uh, and also that, that to keep the site going itself pays for ghost which is our our CMS, it pays for our tech stack, it pays for the tools we need to keep everything running, it pays for the FOIA fees. And I file a lot of these things, particularly for EA Sports, but also coaching contracts, and we'll do those as those coaches are hired this cycle and and game schedules. And it also allows me to hit the road sometimes, whether that's to academic conferences, whether that's to the SBJ event in Vegas here in a couple of weeks, I'm actually going to uh, Connecticut and potentially Massachusetts, maybe some FCS football stuff, uh, after Thanksgiving. And then of course, um, like you, you probably see it in the newsletter out to Montana. I'd never been to Montana before, but I was there for the brawl of the wild college game day was there. That was not the cheapest, uh, trip that we've ever taken. Like, I don't, I don't mind saying that part of that kind of digs into the story here. I had did not really appreciate how much Bozeman had blown up over the past couple of years. This is not that big of a town right? like it's one of the biggest cities in Montana, it would be a moderately sized suburb of Chicago. Chicago is bigger than all Montana. Um, and if you're in a city that was 20,000 people and is now 45, 55,000 people uh, 15 years later, you don't have enough hotel rooms. You don't have enough roads. You don't have enough houses. You don't have enough water. So like even a month before game day, I couldn't get a place to, li- to stay. I had to go stay out in a, in a neighboring town. But I got to tell you, even though that was as cold as I've been in my entire life, and I know I've belabored this point, but Brian was just so freaking cold, man. Um, the closest version the analog I could think to it would be the egg bowl, both in terms of like proximity and like ag school, white collar rivalry and um, stakes and hate, like, you know, all, you know, which is one of the, I think the cooler rivalries in college football, um, a really fun game. And uh, a really cool part of the country. It's a place that I was telling them, like, I would love to come back in, in May or June, maybe July. I promise I won't move here. I promise I'll tell other people not to move here, but I'd love to come back and visit because um, it's a cool athletic department. It's a cool school. It's a cool town. Um, and and uh, Montana State should be a real, uh, I don't want to say bare because that's, uh, that's Montana, but they're, they're going to be a very tough out, I think, in the playoffs. That's one of the most fun offenses I've ever seen in person.
1: Well, I, I love the big sky this year. I think the big sky is having uh, quite, quite the renaissance. You got them. Sacramento State was the number two seed in the FCS yeah. playoff. You know, they've got a really fun offense as well. And it's just been uh, one, one of those years where, where the league has kind of uh, risen up. And uh, there, there are a lot of good schools like that. But you know, you're right. It, it, it's funny. I, I didn't want to text you. While, while I was out there at the Rose Bowl for USC UCLA, uh, you know, I was feeling a little hot. You know, I was picking up my credentials. It was like 75. It was sitting in the sun. Uh, I, I didn't want to say anything, you know, knowing that it was, it was that cold. But uh. I would
0: I, I would have literally called you had you texted me and I would have said, with love, some Montanan words, because I thought mm-hmm. I cussed a lot. This is this is a fan base that is very comfortable with profanity.
1: Yeah, I, I can I can imagine uh, given the state of things there in, in, in Montana. But, uh, you know, I, I just kind of wish, you know, maybe the game would have been a little bit closer. That would have been a little bit more fun for you. But uh, I mean, you're, you're right. Just seeing the, the, the two schools and the two fan bases interact. I mean, it, it is, you know, we we so, we so much think about rivalries when Duke, North Carolina and, you know, the Iron Bowl and, and those those ones. But, uh, you know, these these are what make, you know, really the fabric of, of college football. And, and it's, you know, the. It's going against your neighbor and, and it's going against, you know, your, your coworker. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that's uh quite the case. And maybe, maybe the coworkers are spread out by a couple of miles there in, in, in Montana, but um, you know, it, it is a uh, special place and, and a special rivalry. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to got it, got it on my bucket list. I, the, the other thing that I, I was just thinking about, you know, I was like, I was looking at the great, watching the great cup a little bit this week. And I was like, man, it, it is warmer there where we're there having that than it was for, for you guys out in Montana. So I was like, dude,
0: it, it we're, we're talking like the surface of the moon, I've legitimately done don't think was that much colder when, when you factor in wind chill. Um, even though I know it's only said minus five, I'm telling you, after being out there for six hours. It well, was, that,
1: that's the thing that gets you is you were out there for so long, you know, especially in the yeah. morning where, where you got that, that it's just a weirder chill. I, I think, you know, when, when you get into the, the mountainous climate and the, and the northern climate that that morning chill, uh, maybe it's probably because there's there's no humidity. And it's just it, it's just an extra like ice biting. I, I don't know how, how it, better to describe cut,
0: it. it. It cut through everything, right? Like I have warm clothes. I live in Chicago. And, you know, I, I, I but I remember when I pulled into the stadium and it was just after five o'clock in the morning. It just opened things up um, and I'm, I'm parked in like this little, this little grassy lot surrounded by a chain link fence behind the stadium, it's called the nursery lot. And there was like, there's a family of deer that are like waiting in my parking spot. And I get out of the car and now just like make, you know where I live, if you see deer, they pee their pants and they run away. And here they're like, we're not, you know, we know you don't, we know you're unarmed. Like we know we're, <laughs> a, we're a neutral ground. They're walking up to me, they're completely unafraid. I'm just like, this is um, this is not where I live. This is a this is a different kind of place. The one thing I think that I didn't really write about a whole lot, because I did, I did drop like 4,000 words on this rivalry. And I'm you know, I'm proud of it. I think you'd enjoy reading it if you haven't. If you are somebody that, that's thinking about watching some FCS football uh over the course of the playoffs here, or if you're a Pac-12 school or a Mountain West school that's going to need a new offensive coordinator, you should watch Montana State because I they they remind me I, you know, there are there are like a colder version of Coastal Carolina. Like this is this is uh, it's a run first, run second kind of offense. They ran for over 400 on Montana. I don't know from what I saw if it was it wasn't just options. Like I, I wouldn't say that it's like they're not they're not really lining up in the uh, in the in the single wing or trying to pull Navy kind of stuff and everything. But one, you, 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 you know, Lance Leipold in Kansas does this a little bit. I think and I think a couple other schools do. You would sometimes see two quarterbacks on the field and one lead blocks for the other. Like the or two quarterbacks, neither of them's throwing, right? And from the press box, it's just a delight to see, all right, is this going to be a jet sweep? Is it one of these four running backs that's going to carry the ball? There's a ton of misdirection. And I am not a ball knower or somebody who typically gets as excited about this, but if you want to see a tight end, just absolutely murder somebody in the second level in run blocking and with, with, with speed and violence, this is the offense for you. I mean, when they do pass you know, they, they, which they do occasionally. Um, they're it's a, it's a very high efficiency passing offense, and and one that, that that's got that gets tight ends and running backs there involved. I mean, they could have scored sixty, uh, and not just because they had a little bit of fortuitous turnover luck. So if I was somebody like I don't know Cal, uh, who desperately needs to get an offensive identity going and isn't blessed with enormous amount of speed, um, I might be looking at seeing if I can hire somebody from there. Um, if and, Wyoming ends up, you know, Craig Bull ends up retiring in a year or two, I dude, look at this staff.
1: Well, Brad Vegan was uh, was at Wyoming with, with Craig Bull, I believe, before that's he took why, the, that's, that job, that's, so.
0: I, I want to say he's from there. He,
1: um, he, I, yeah, I know. He, I, I think he played at North Dakota State. I know he's, he was assistant there for, for a long time. Um, but, you know, like a lot of these guys, too, especially in the big sky country, you know, I, I think it, it's, it's also kind of you can kind of keep in mind that. Even if they're, they're head coaches now, uh, you know, just given the, the way the salaries are, you know, for, for some of these power yeah. five O.C. jobs, you know, you you could literally double or triple your salary, um, you know, in a lot of cases. And, you know, if you're comfortable, maybe thinking in, instead of going from I'm running my, my FCS program and maybe maybe it's a very successful job, you know, you, you like being a, at a place like that. Totally understand yeah. that. but at the same time, if you kind of have your eyes on taking a power five gig, uh, eventually, I mean, a lot of the times it's like, all right, maybe I got to go be at a, at a power five school in order to get ADs comfortable with the fact that, Hey, I know what, what it takes in terms of the ins and outs of, of the differences between running an FCS program and what it takes behind the scenes, running a power five program. So, um, you know, a lot of those head coaches could even be up uh, for, for some OC gigs, especially as we talk about uh, with, with the coaching carousel, I'm sure we'll get into it next week after, after uh, black Monday and black Sunday uh, on, on the coaching, in carousel as, as a few folks uh, Understandably uh, get some bad News you know I, I think they're there going to be quite a few OC openings as well uh, across yeah. The country and, and uh, schools that will Typically are, are going to pay oh, you know over, over the million dollar mark uh, for, for the next Guy so keep that in mind as well when we talk about Some of these coaches
0: it, it, it happens Not irregularly where 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 Someone someone decides to make to make That change I mean yeah if you're an host and This actually kind of came up in some of the conversations At Montana State and this Is something that is an issue at San Jose State. It's an issue sometimes uh, in other places in in California, uh, or in very high rent uh, or high cost of living places where the salaries don't necessarily match up to that. And you know, you could be a running backs coach at a place like Montana State and maybe make eighty five thousand dollars, ninety thousand dollars, right? Which is it's a good amount of money, but if, if the median rent's twenty two hundred and and there's no houses available suddenly you might decide maybe this isn't the best fit for me and my family. Maybe I'll go take a, a different job or maybe even a lower profile job where my money can stretch a little bit more, um, which is, which is, which is one of the challenges, right? Like the, the, the people at the school were saying, look, if you get people on campus, we can generally get them to commit. And that, whether that's an athlete or quite frankly, a staffer. Right. And you know, I, I get, it. I walked off the plane too. And was like, I looked at the window for 30 minutes. Like what, how does anybody do any work around yeah. here, right? Yeah. But, but, I also need to buy a house. So like these, these are things to think about. And so it's it potentially um, not that the school needs one, I'm just pick one off the, top, off the top of my head. Like if Oregon State called and said, we need a new DC, you know, Cal Poly head coach or something, do you, do you want to, you, you know, Corvallis is a little bit cheaper. And also here's $450,000. I get why you'd make, what well, you think about that. We can, we can make fun of like at the high end SEC coaches with they're all generational amounts of money. 450 grand's a lot of money. That's not generational amount of money. Like I, I can understand, you know, Wanting to 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 make a move from a place where you're comfortable, if somebody offered you that. If uh, if ESPN offered you four hundred fifty grand, we don't understand. Like like that's that's a that's a lot of money. Um, one other thing I I think you know just very quickly I I want to point out here. Have you have you had a chance to look too carefully at the SCS bracket?
1: I, I was I was looking at it the other day, uh, as, as a matter of fact, because, uh, you know, the games start this weekend on, on Saturday. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, yes, it's the first round games. I think everybody uh, kind of gets drawn to the ones that, that had the early buys and, and uh, the, the top eight seats there. But I'm, I'm more excited about this FCS bracket than I think it have been in, in, a, in a long time. And some of that has to do with kind of North Dakota State not being the, the quite all-encompassing Behemoth that they, they normally are, and so it's, it feels like one of the more wide open uh, FCS tournaments that, that I can remember, at least in the, in the last decade plus,
0: in, in the last several years for sure. So I, I I'll, I'll I'll give you just a couple storylines as somebody that admittedly has not been following this deeply every single week. Although I, I think I know maybe a little bit more of an average bear compared to your typical national FBS guy, just by virtue of what we're looking at. A couple of things to monitor. You're right. Number one, North Dakota State is not entering this thing as the prohibitive favorite. They are a three seed. And I think the general consensus among FCS watchers is that they are overrated. And if you had that profile for somebody that wasn't North Dakota State, they'd be a five or a six. Um, there's a little bit of the Alabama benefit of the doubt, which understandably, given that they've, they've, they've Killed everybody the
1: last day. They, they've been that way before, you know, where they kind of came in. Oh, you think this is a down year, and then they end up winning the title. So, so I, I you totally get the, the the benefit of the doubt for
0: sure. Yep that that that's absolutely true. Um, It's been a banner year for the Patriot League. Um, Not typically a two bid league. Um, You have the champion there. I think only Crossman undefeated. They're they're like an actual national seed, which doesn't happen very often. Uh, absolutely a program both at the head coach and coordinator level that is going to be in high FBS demand. Uh, especially as schools like Boston college may potentially need to make big staff changes. This is going to be a place uh, where they're going to look and that. And, but then, you know, that's, I, as a, a more of a defensive oriented outfit, but then you've also got Fordham um, the, 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 uh, the, the my favorite here of college football internet um, because they score a gajillion points a game. <laughs> They've got a really fun passing attack. Um, I don't, I think it's hard for a Pat league team to make a deep run because you just don't have the scholarship depth. Uh, as some of these other teams do, but, you know, seeing, uh, you know, if what Fordham does against a pretty decent New Hampshire team and and what, what a historic uh, turn for this league looks like in the playoffs, I think will be interesting. Um, On the other side of that, like you you see, you see a couple of teams that are like more blue bloodish at this level, like your Delaware and Montana, like St. Francis is pretty good. Um, they, they put, I think they put an FBS team in hell for, for a, a big part of the beginning of the year. They're, they're, they're kind of overperforming. Um, some teams like Montana and Delaware might've also gotten a little bit of brand benefit of the doubt when they come in there. Like, oh, don't be shocked if they don't make a uh, super deep runs. And then finally, Idaho's back. Good for you, Idaho. We've missed you. Um, after a, I think a lot of people, a lot of casual fans, expected Idaho to to be competing pretty quickly after reclassifying from from FBS it was not the case. Um, and I talked to some some people close to their program about this a few years ago, and it was, you know, you can build a roster that's well equipped to face Sunbelt teams, and just like not have a good schematic fit to face Big Sky teams. Like you might be too big and too slow, um, and then and not be able to play well. And also, there was a lot of Petrino in that program. Sometimes that works well. Sometimes that doesn't work as well. Not as much Petrino at Idaho now to back in the playoff. Happy for the Vandals uh, and, and for people that have been waiting a while to see postseason
1: football there uh, yeah and jason Eck uh, definitely one of the names kind of to watch uh, he, he's done a good job not only turning around uh, the vandals there but uh, you know he's he's played at uh, wisconsin you know before he, he's got those connections to, to the bigger schools so um he, he's definitely a name that uh, i think has come up especially as he kind of thought I think through the coaching carousel as the dominoes you know start to fall um you know we're, we're, whether some openings might uh, might give him a look
0: yeah i don't want to um I don't, I, I don't like thinking of SCS football purely in the vein of look for some dudes who might become coaches or transfer portal guys. Cause I, I think that these are games that have merit and passionate and fan bases on their own. However, if you're a Cal fan or an Oregon state fan or a fan that might have a head coach opening or something, and you want to watch it that way, you're welcome to. And I think you'll be entertained. Um, there's one other thing I want to talk about here before we let people go here and enjoy their, their, their break. But before we do, Do want to spotlight spotlight our dear friends at Home Field Apparel. You might have heard of them. They are a company that makes the most comfortable, unique, collegiate apparel that you're going to be able to find anywhere. They're our title sponsor. They've been with us and supporting us for a long time. Um, That shirt to Montana was some of the most consecutive days I have not worn Home Field, and that was just because I had to wear flannel every single day. Like It's funny. Like I was even thinking about this because normally – I overdress when I go to games and press boxes. And I think part of that is a wanting to act out against the blogger stereotype from being an espiation song. And so I could be like, I got to show these people I have a tie. I got You right. none of that in this game. No, this is just <laughs> flannel, flannel, jean jacket, sheepskin, Carhartt, everything. And, and the home field was not involved. But if it's not, if you're not going to go cover Hoth Tech, um, you should. You'd be very comfortable in some kind of home field apparel. Uh, and maybe maybe even if you were, because they do make jackets now. But um, all kinds of Power 5 uh, official licensed apparel, G5, FCS, 1AAA, uh, Division 3. You can find a lot of it uh, uh, with our with our dear friends here. I am, of course, wearing a home field shirt right now. I'm wearing my classic Nebraska bug eater shirts. Uh, Brian is wearing a shirt with buttons and a collar, um, completely forgetting the memo. We are not sponsored by Kohl's. We are sponsored by <laughs> this. <laughs> by this is field. definitely
1: <laughs> not a Cole's shirt. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stop you here, but there's, there's not, not, not to there's just. No,
0: there's nothing wrong with Cole's. Not to say Kohl's. anything about Cole's. There's one
1: right around the corner. I like going, especially taking the kids. Uh, not only because not only we have to do the Amazon drop-offs there or anything, sure, but sure. I like like shopping and, and perusing there. But this is not a, for for sure not a Cole's shirt. But, uh, but it could I mean, be Cole's. It could be. It, us, I guess right? it could we, be. You know. If, yeah. Yeah. You know, we, could but, do, we could do. Hey, it's Black Friday. There's Black yeah. Friday sales at Kohl's. There's Black Friday sales on extra points right now. There's Black Friday sales at Homefield Apparel, and this one, uh, this one's going to save you quite a bit of cash. I, I know, having looked at uh, the cart there, and, and then you, you add yep. in the code there, and you're like, all right, so that is, that is quite a bit of savings, and uh, so, some good stuff there. The Big Sky, uh, they they got a great sweatshirt there. If if you're if you're in the market I saw court.
0: multiple Big Sky sweatshirts, uh, including worn by Big Sky staffers uh, when we were out there. Um, also Montana and Montana State. Um, I might I might buy a Montana
1: thing. I, I want to say they uh, just released a new Montana State one too, not too long ago. So they, some, they some get... pretty pretty slick designs there.
0: Man, I mean, like you, you can't you can't go wrong with goofy looking animals, guys. Um, so if you want to go buy a bunch of Montana Montana State stuff, uh or whatever, um you should use promo code Black Friday instead of the extra points promo code. That saves you 20% off the entire store. Doesn't matter if you've only been to Homefield once. Never been to home field, go to home field every week, which we, we hope that you do because then they continue to sponsor us for next year. That's promo code black Friday. But if you're listening to this, you've got to do it quick because the sale ends November 27th. That's Sunday. So it says black Friday, but you know, it's, it's black. So the it, it extended thing. black Friday at HomeFieldApparel.com. Now, uh, real quick, before we wrap up here, uh, you were at the Rose Bowl, and I, I was out of town here. I am not traveling this weekend before I hit the road again for a little while. But you are hitting the road. You are going to my home country. I am like not well, not Brazil, but you're. you're, you're the place. <laughs> well, we, we we can talk about that. We can we, talk about we, Brazil and France and, and U.S. Brother, I want, I I've got time for Argentina slander today, <laughs> but um, um, which is which is deeply funny. But you're going to Ohio the place of my birth, the place where I grew up. Brian, um, you're not just going for the game that is going to give me an aneurysm and I'm seriously considering not even watching. Where are you going before that? Well,
1: I, I was just looking at the, you know, the calendar and, you know, it's like, all right, you know, you, you fly in uh, obviously after Thanksgiving and, and we're go- going to Columbus for the game. And and uh, and then I just kind of happened to, to glance and I was like, oh, hey, Tulane and Cincinnati's there. You know, I haven't been to Nippert since they've redone it. So it's like, all right, then maybe this is a, this could be a decent game. And we'll, we'll, we'll see if the flights work out. And sure enough, this game actually has some some pretty big table stakes because this it could end up producing the group of five uh, champion. Not only do you have kind of uh, Cincinnati really trud- trudging along there in the AC Yes, they did drop one, to UCF earlier in the week. But uh, this game is really going to determine who hosts the uh, title game there for the American. And, Depending on how the committee is, is going to view uh, on Tuesday's ranking show, how they're going to view Coastal Carolina, maybe some of the others out of the Sun Belt, this is probably going to produce the the Cotton Bowl uh, participant, and uh, whoever that is uh, could end up going against a, up against a Tennessee or an Alabama in Alabama in the end. So it's going to be um, some some pretty big stakes, and uh, I think a pretty pretty good game. You, you got a pretty good defense there for the Bearcats going against uh, you know Willie Fritz's offense there at Tulane. I can't wait to see that, and then uh, drive over to Columbus. Uh, I guess what is it ninety minutes or so. Between between Cincinnati and Columbus, it's
0: a, it's a, you can get there ninety minutes if you if you uh, are willing to be flexible with speed limits.
1: Well, the problem is this weekend is it's going to be not only is it going to be cold uh, and we're going to have to deal with that, but it's going to be very rainy, uh, which I think is going to impact oh, games. Crap! Uh, so that that is it's the other be thing. Rainy that- too. Yeah, so uh, not, not only have to deal with the, uh, the, the cold and uh, the, the rainy weather there in, in uh, Cincinnati, but uh, also for the game uh, against Ohio State-Michigan, who I think everybody is, is right now just kind of looking at those injury reports. Not, neither coach is going to give anything away this week, but um, I, I think it's going to be a very fascinating uh, look for, for both programs in terms of uh, kind of what's coming up and then uh, the, the big one on Saturday on Fox uh, at high noon.
0: I am not excited for this Ohio State game at all. Um, and and does that have
1: to do with, with what you saw against Maryland or does that have to do mostly just against, uh, just kind of the bad feelings? So there's, there's,
0: there's there's a couple of different reasons, right? And I've tried very hard to be a serious professional and and part I don't really write about Ohio State all that often anymore, but one, I think any Ohio State graduate of a certain age will always have some level of PTSD about this game because I did not come of age during the Jim Trestle Urban Meyer era where this game was a, was an afterthought almost because they won every single time I came of age during the nineties when, when, uh, when, when Cooper was losing almost every single time, often in, in really embarrassing fashion, right. Uh, it, when, when they were, when they were allegedly the superior team. So I, I am never able to take this for granted, even when Ohio state's like a 29 point favorite, which they will not be this year. Um, last year, honestly, like didn't sting that much because that wasn't, a championship caliber team. And I think a lot of Ohio state fans in their guts knew it ahead of time on like the second half. um, I was working. I I was like, I was on the phone trying to break a Southland story or something. And i just like stepped aside Um, here. I think it hurts a little bit more because on paper, I I really do think this Ohio state team is good enough to win a national championship. And in my bones, I don't think Michigan is, I I think Ohio state can win more ways, but I, I don't remember where I saw this on Twitter, but I, I do think it makes it makes sense. Ohio State is built right now, I think, to win track meets. Um, and when you are playing an SEC team in a warm weather stadium or indoors in January in the college football playoff, you need to be able to win a track meet. You need to be able to have skill position players that have that extra gear, and you need to be able to throw the ball that way. And and that's that's you know Ohio State I think is is, is built to cause problems to Georgia or cause problems to LSU or whoever matches up there. Michigan is built to win a tractor pull, a game where it's 28 degrees, and it's raining, and it's sleeting, and they only have to throw 18 passes. And that will put you in a position to win every Big Ten game that you play. And that used to be how Ohio State was built to win, and and it's increasingly not. And I think they are built to win this particular game. Now, if Blake Quorum's pert, or if if Michigan has to really throw the ball downfield to win, then it's going to be a challenge. But that becomes – the crisis, because you look at this thing, if well, Ohio State loses this game, I don't think they make the playoff. They might, the vibes are kind of off with this team. They're very, they're, they're really hurt. Um, But then, we, and then you just figured the, the discourse and the message board people and everything, and it, it would just suck.
1: So, well, like, you know, it's really fascinating too, because, because of that, because of that aspect to this game, you know, like there's some skepticism I think around Ryan day right now uh, amongst the Ohio state fan base. Is, is he really, and, 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 with me.
0: and with me, I will, I will, I will, I, I am going to cop to this here at uh, serious professional journalist, reasonable thinker, not someone who flies off the handle. I have texted my friends and said, this man is John Cooper with a beard. Um. You know, the, the, you go on Twitter, like Google search Ryan Day NPC, and 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 you will, and that's non playable character, so you know somebody who doesn't have a personality, and you're gonna find a lot of stuff about that. Um, I have some question marks, which I understand feels categorically insane to say about a guy that's lost one Big Ten game. You know, has the like the, I think the highest winning percentage over three seasons of any Ohio State coach ever. Like, who was recruited at a mostly and possibly elite level with the maybe like one or two position group exceptions and has done almost anything. You can May, made ask. the
1: national title game, came probably, uh, uh, probably at least a quarter, you know, away from, from another one, uh, earlier in, in his tenure. Yeah, this is, uh, like you know, doing really well. And yes, yet, you know, I, I,
0: you can look at this team and think the vibes are off. And, 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 you know, what the, what we know what I think what they can do. And part of that is Jack, you know, Najigma has been hurt all year. I don't think he's going to play. You've got your top three running backs are all hurt. And now you're relying on a true freshman who wasn't a can't miss top 50 recruit. You've had an offensive line that's banged up. Your star quarterback has been um, probably not going to win the Heisman unless he just balls out on Saturday um, and has been inconsistent. Um, And you had a, a secondary, which I think has never played to its potential because they've been hurt the whole year, too. Or even the guys that have been playing are not at 100%. And I get that that's that's not, I know that that's football.
1: But I, I will I will say Jim Knowles has has done I think a pretty good job with oh, them yeah this year I mean especially when you compare him to last year's edition and, and just that's like you already. know how they tackle and, and how they're getting after the quarterback much better um, this year you know I, I think and you, you be around the, the Ohio State team and you talk with coaches around I, I do get the sense that they have put a lot of effort into this game in particular and so that that's going to be yeah. you know very interesting you know they, it is at home you're gonna have all the senior day festivities and all that stuff too. Throw all that in top of the emotions uh, coming out of last year, just the, yeah. the hype that's going to be around this game, uh, meeting undefeated for the first time since uh, 2006. So like, there's just a whole lot, you know, how how are both Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day going to control those emotions a little bit, deal with the injuries? Yes, but really control those emotions. I, that, that's what I'm going to be looking for early on, but uh should be great atmosphere. And, and I can't wait to get to Columbus to watch it.
0: I, I, both of those games should be fun. Nippert's a great place to watch a college football game. I recommend that to anybody. I think both of both Tulane and Cincinnati are fun they're good enough to beat a high level power five team in a bowl game especially you know i hope i don't get any like any any angry dms from from tulane people but like if you make the cotton ball there's a pretty good chance that the team you're playing against is going to have some dudes sit out Yep. Uh, whereas it's going to be the How most motivated video. are there? Yeah, that, that, sure. That's which I, I know they hate that discourse, but like, yes, if you can go there and hypothetically play Alabama and four dudes from Alabama have already gone to the NFL, like, could you beat them? Yes, you you sure can, uh, especially this year's team. So um, it's worth being invested in that. And then, yes, like, the, and the, the game is always the game. I'm sure that if I didn't grow up in potaskala ohio or grandville ohio and can look at this a little bit more dispassionately and be like wow what a what a great anthropological uh, little game here let's look at all this passion kind of like how i was in montana you know like oh this is great where there's like twenty five thousand people screaming like eat shit grizz because this means something different that's that that's that's what the, the game is it's not just about who's gonna win the big 10 it's not just about the college football playoff the way with this game happens is almost a referendum on like the spiritual toughness of Ohio. Um, there's, there's, you know, someone could write a book about that, but it's not going to be me because I will be throwing up in the bathroom. And, and <laughs> finding excuses well, well, don't worry, in that, I think, uh, that, that might be have-
1: my column. On, on there, you uh, go, Saturday, you, you, you can, Ohio, there you go,
0: there you go. You can, you're, you're welcome. Um, friends we're, this is the only episode that we got here this week. Thanks so much for spending some time hanging out with us. Uh, we hope that you have a wonderful uh, and safe travel to your holiday destinations so over the next couple of days, I hope that your holiday is restful and that you get to spend it with people that you love eating things that you love to eat. We appreciate your support, whether it's breaking bad news about video games or fun news about the, about the big sky conference or, uh, me, um, uh, having a temper tantrum on Twitter uh, as a grown man because uh, the, the the college athletes from a state that he hasn't lived in in a decade are having a bad time. Um, we appreciate all of that. You can, afford, of course, find everything that we write at ExtraPointsNB.com. You can find all the video work that we're producing uh, across Collegiate Sports Connect, including our sister podcasts and Brian's other podcasting work. And you can find the ticker, which should be an integral part of your daily news consumption at D1Ticker. Have I forgotten anything? I think that was the the big stuff, right?
1: I think that was it. Uh, again, another episode of Head Coach You will be out uh, as, as soon as you listen to this this episode. We have uh, Vanderbilt's Clark Lee on. Uh, you know, Vandy uh, just uh, just beat Florida and uh, got back to back SEC wins on the verge of bowl eligibility going into that uh, Tennessee game. But fascinating conversation with Clark just in terms of. What that process is like kind of building up a program and how you kind of got to work with those emotions and those swings because you know they yeah. started out well uh you know they, they were two and zero, uh but you know what they ran into a meat grinder playing alabama and georgia and old miss and um you know that was that was a tough part of the season but they've emerged you know now uh you know really playing pretty well and so uh kind of going through that whole process with clark is, is a great one that will be on the head coach you feed as soon as you can listen to this episode but uh yeah fun times ahead uh on on that front and then uh plenty more uh to come as well across the d1 ticker empire
0: Uh, Friends, thanks again. We'll catch up with you after Thanksgiving.